Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Death Drop Podcast with me, Miss Chopsticks, and... Hello, everybody. It is Miss Apocalypse. How is everyone doing? I'm assuming everyone's saying that they're doing great. It's once again the first official week of 2021, so... We're excited to be back. We're excited to do episode two. I think we resolved some of the technical difficulties, which is kind of fun and exciting. Um, but I think we have a lot to cover this week and a lot to talk about. There is so much to talk about this week um, with everything with the Rue girls um, down to down to we have a couple personal things we'd like to talk about and maybe maybe address or spend some time with. But first things first, uh, let's do a recap of not the episode, but just some of the some of the news in the Rue world. So yes, yes, yes. Take it away, there, Miss Apocalypse. It, right there has been it's been a week. So first of all, this week um, from RuPaul's uh, Drag Race All Stars season four and season nine uh, of the regular show, we have Trinity the Tuck who decided to go on Trinity the Block on Twitter and block a bunch of fans, block Pheromone, and of all people have Gia Gunn be the one to side with her, all over performing during COVID. Um, Chopsticks, what is your opinion of Queen's performing during this quarantine? I mean, this is a performance-based industry. It's a performance-based art. They need to make their money, right? I agree. I think that all the Queens, you know, this is a lot of their you know full-time gig or this is their main source of income so of course i wouldn't want them to not be performing but we are in a pandemic and there are lives that are at risk um and we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to stay safe and so my personal opinion is that i just don't think that performing is really a necessity that needs to happen right now during the pandemic especially because we see so many queens getting so creative during this pandemic right now like it has been so cool to see all the virtual shows and you and i miss apocalypse ended up attending one of them for the new year's eve um and it was so cool and it was just i mean i don't see any reason for why the queens can't think outside the box and try something new get creative in the world of tiktok instagram twitter Facebook, if you aren't able to market yourself outside of just live performances, I don't know if you really deserve to be called a rule a rule Paul Queen. I can't really talk today. But yeah, like a rude girl. I just don't. I mean, I just think that once you get that label, once you get to that level, you should be a little bit more creative. And if you're really only able to put on a show when you're live for the audience, then that's a little concerning, I think. I 100% agree with you. Um, you know, I I would have, and I'm I'm a I'm a Trinity girl. I love her. I think she's I think she is such a good performer. But I just uh, I disagree with her. Just because you're outside and it's an outdoor brunch, I don't think that makes it any safer necessarily. I don't think that it's like a free pass or anything because, like you said, every other queen is making making it work somehow, right? Whether it's doing a drive and drag tour. Whether it's doing a live, jumping on live, doing a digital drag show, there's so many ways to do it. Um, a lot of them are jumping on different podcasts, like you know, and doing guest spots or talking about this season. And there's so much room for that that I don't. I just have a hard time believing that you have to go in there and you have to go be performing live during this time. Like I don't think this is the biggest. The biggest thing that's on everyone's mind is to go watch a drag show right now during a right. pandemic. Absolutely. And I guess I don't know too much in terms of the formatting. Like, was she social distancing? Like, was, like, I wonder how many people are, were in attendance um, at her show. But then, like, not only that, if you did something, stand up and be proud of it. Like, why go on a blocking rampage and be pissed at everyone for calling you out? Like, sorry, but if you did it, you did the deed then you better own up to it. And so, you know, for her to kind of backlash at everyone, I just kind of see that as so petty. And I just see it as just like immaturity and not something that I really would affiliate with the RuPaul brand. So it makes me think, as we're discussing all of this, you know, the social distancing protocols, uh, different queens performing live, 
where regardless of it's outdoors, regardless of if there's any social distancing practices, whatever, regardless of all that, I think that, you know, I just can't help but think, is it, it does it go under, under the, under the brand of Rue or the responsibility of RuPaul to go in there and say, hey, everyone, you know, if you represent my brand, you represent drag race, you are a queen, a champion, you're not going to do this. You're not going to partake in live events. You're not going to partake in these, uh, you know, face-to-face events at all because it's a pandemic and it looks, it could be tasteless to the brand. I don't know. Or is that, or do you think Rue leaves that up to the queens, to the champions? What do you think, Chopsticks? I think they, oh man, that's a hard one because I mean, part of it is that obviously there's an image and a reputation that Mama Rue needs to protect um, and her brand all together. But then there's also, you know, freedom within the queens. And, you know, let me flip this back on you, Apocalypse. Um, I mean, if we're, let's say, running, you know, hypothetical that we're, Mama Rue is responsible for it, wouldn't the first individual to talk about it, to make a statement, be the um, matriarchal mamas of the big household names like, you know, the House of Edwards or... Um, you know, who else is there? I'm drawing a blank right now, but like that's, you know, obviously I'm in love with them, the House of Edwards. So that's the first name to pop in my mind. But is it their responsibility? Like, I just think that, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I don't know. I think that brings up a good point. You know, looking back and looking, you know, the House of Avalon, House of Edwards, yes, House of Mateo, like all oh, Mateo. Miss... House of Aja, former House of Aja. Yes, Miss Benji. We have all of these, right? These mega houses, these yes. huge performers, huge talent. And I have to agree with you. You know why? I think it would be awesome for the, yeah, the matriarchs, the queens of those, to the matriarchs and the queen, head queens of these places, of these houses to, you know, ma- change it up a little bit. Let's have some, some digital, like digital reality shows mm-hmm. of following the house, these, each of them, you know? Let's look at what Alyssa and the House of Edwards are doing now yeah, when like, they can't perform. Oh, yeah. Like keeping up with the Edwards, kind of like keeping up with the Kardashians. Like I would tune into that in over life. the Kardashians, Jenner family. I mean, any day of the week, twice on Sundays. Like I'm, I just, I, I totally agree. I think it'd be such a cool digital platform. Um, something that's not even done. And I feel like bh one kind of tried to do that with the Vegas shows in following the girls um, as they got ready, as they talked about the dramas, the relationships, um, and just getting prepping for the show. Which, by the way, Miss Apocalypse and I did get to go see before pre-pandemic. Yes. Thank God we chose the weekend that we did over oh Valentine's God. Day. Um, that might be for another episode that we should talk about that because it was so amazing. And I'd love to know which one of our followers also got to watch it or attend in person. Um, but in any event, I am totally getting distracted um, thinking about it and trying to envision myself, us actually back in Vegas, um, as opposed oh, to oh being here in the cold, cold Midwest. But as I was saying, I mean, that was really cool. I really liked that. I mean, I was tuning in every week. I was so bummed out when the show was canceled, um, both like the Vegas show and the VH1 show. And I feel like no one really ended up taking up that opportunity to pick it up and do something either on their social media or do something on YouTube, like in the world of media today, like digital media platform with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, um, I just, you know, I think that there's just the, the sky's the limit. There's so much potential and I just don't agree with how Trinity went about it. I just think it was really childish. I think that it was just really unprofessional to get upset at everyone else but yourself I mean come on you did the deed just own up to it and just be like yeah you know what I thought I I know I mean I know her excuse was like I needed the money which is that really a reason I mean there's a lot of people that need their lives don't think that it was really cool how she went about it and in quoting Mama Roo I would say to Trinity don't get better just get better not our fault that you decided to um do a live show in the pandemic middle and i don't care we're still in a pandemic there are so many lives that are you know being lost tragically because people are not social distancing people are not following proper safety protocols and why put anyone at risk um and then more importantly you know just get better stop being so childish stop being so rude stop 
hating on everyone else because you made a bad decision. Um, and I just think that she should have just owned up to it rather than get mad at her fans and, or all the other queens. That's where I stand. I absolutely agree. Moving on. Let's yes. get into some season 13 news gossip before we get into, yes. into our episode well, recap. yeah. You know, I think it kind of flows pretty nicely with the whole trinity um, with bad decisions. Um, there is another queen that made some bad decisions, not in this season, um, but in season 12, Miss Sherry Pie. Um, I know we, you know, have mentioned it many times over the last I think last episode where we said Miss Tina Burner, who I know is one of Miss Apocalypse top five picks or top four picks for this season, um, you know, was just really, we made a comparison. I mean, us along with a lot of drag nation made the reference that Tina was a lot like Sherry Pie. So I think, you know, that came off not really good. I think it really made Sherry Pie upset. So she put out a statement, which I think I'm going to read for everyone so that we know. Tina, sorry. Yes. Tina Bernard put out a statement saying, okay, I need to address something. Posting that I give bad Sherry Pie vibes is problematic. There are victims of that situation that I'm sure aren't looking to relieve that um, or relive that from the actual parties involved reaching to the effects of the cast and production. I'm all here for a good comparison from Big Bird, Ronald McDonald, and a sexy hot dog. Y'all have kept me laughing. Us too. Um, <laughs> the um, the constant okay. sexual allegation comparisons are just tasteless. If you do better, you ain't gonna get better. Much love and a lot of shade from Miss Tina Burner. Um, tweeted out on January 5th of this year. So very recent. Um, what do we think about all that, Miss Apocalypse? I respect the hell out of Tina for addressing it in a way she did. I yes. think it's really exciting, you know, especially after we just talked about Trinity and some, you know, how she might not be able to take it as good. I think it shows the professionalism and really the polish and polished, how polished this queen really is. How she takes to it and says, listen, y'all can make fun of me, joke with me, call me whatever. Do that, but do not insult victims of something that was very serious let's know when to call it serious and when not to yeah for sure i respect her for it i completely agree i also think though like just for some of our listeners who might not have tuned into prior um drag race seasons or might be tuning in for the first time for season 13 the whole sherry pie incident happened right before the pandemic right before um season 12 actually aired um and unfortunately miss sherry pie made some bad decisions bad choices um and it was discovered that she had been catfishing um up to a total of i think five men have come Mm. forward um, VH1 ended up issuing a statement pretty much saying that, you know, we're not going to be, Disqualifying yeah, her. Yep, yeah, exactly. We're not going to be featuring Miss, um, you know, Sherry Pie for the grand finale that was going to be filmed later on in the spring and essentially writing her off, um, in the best way, I guess that they can without causing too much problems. Cause obviously when they filmed, they had no idea about these allegations and she made it to the final four. She did. <laughs> she really did. So I mean, she was a top contender. She was a very polished queen. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm really, you know, I really do like how Tina handled it. It showed professionalism. It showed class. It showed maturity. Um, but then, on top of all that, I love how all the queens are responding from this season yes. to that. I love, I absolutely, I think it's so cool. I thought, I thought it was, I fell in love with it back in the end of season 12 when they did the grand finale. I thought it was fantastic to see all the queens just love each other, talk about, talk about having Zoom calls with each other, etc. right? It was really a sisterhood. Yes. And I think now in season 13, that's the new norm. I think Mama Ru is setting the whole season up that way. Uh, we'll get into that one with season, episode two. But I just love it. Like all, the, all of Tina's season 13 sisters jumped in there and said, you know, we're not going to drag each other down. We're not going to get involved in this stuff. We're here to support each other and celebrate that we made it onto season 13, that we, are, we made it during a pandemic. Yes. And that they're the best of the best. And I... 
I absolutely love it. I agree. I'm here for that energy. I'm, I just love it. I'm so excited about, I cannot say how much I love this cast so much. And I think they're just so talented. I think they're camaraderie or camaraderie. Yep. Is sisterhood. Sisterhood. It's just sisterhood. How, how just close it is. And it radiates throughout even the competition. I think we saw that in episode two. Yes. Yes. And I agree. And I think, you know, we can definitely go into it, but I just, I completely agree. And I think it's just so nice to see, I think not for once, because I mean, obviously there's a lot of love between the queens, but there's also a lot of shade. Um, and I think it was just, it's nice to just see everyone band together and just kind of take that stance and be like, you know what, this is what we're going to tolerate. This is what's okay and what's not okay. And yes. to be able to do that, I just think in this day and age, and, you know, especially in light of all the stuff that happened last year with and Black Lives Matter and just with all the movements, I think it was really classy. I really just, I, I just can't praise Tina enough for doing what she did, nipping it right in the butt right from the get-go, and then now it's done. Like, we don't want to hear about it anymore. And whoever else wants to talk about it, then shade on them you know like let them be and let them be little pity parter pity party poopers like um and so i like that i i totally think that it just kept the vibe going for the whole cast so i think this is a perfect transition like let's talk about episode two let's dig in a little bit obviously we're not going to recap like we have always said we're not that type of podcast um but i think there's so much to talk about and celebrate and a little bit of like ooh, what do we think um with episode two so i think we should go ahead okay so let's dive right into it episode two um started off with a bang Yes, we have season 13, episode 2, and I think for over for a week now, we've been sitting here waiting. Everyone's been speculating what's happening in that pork chop lounge. What is going to happen with those queens? Yes. And it starts off with one of them having to or having to vote off yes. one of the queens. Let's before we talk about that, how crazy was it though that Rue kind of let out before Friday's episode? some of the picks that the queens had so like it was like yes. just building the anticipation we knew that there was going to be a tie and it was just so like it just kept us on our toes and just kept us waiting in anticipation like i mean that i just feel like that was a the theme of this whole season like the build-up of it was just so i mean it was just there it's just a huge climax it's so there i, I agree so much i feel like this whole season has just been one guess after the next guess. And for once, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the episode from the get-go on to the, the entire episode, actually. Yeah, it and was like a tease that like actually paid off. Yes, there's so much of a tease and it was so much... Like, you just never knew what was going to happen. I you know. D- there's nothing about it that felt like the formula of Drag Race, yet it felt very familiar. It still yes. felt like a competition. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I absolutely loved how they did it. Um, it was really cool to just kind of you know see the pics um it just reminded me so much of the all-star season um which was really like i think they just i felt like with the season so far i mean granted we're only on episode two so like i just feel like rue mama rue took the best of almost all the past 13 seasons all the best of all-star and just put it into season 13 um, yes. So it's like, yeah, so for those, hopefully everyone has watched it by now, by the time you guys listen to this podcast, if not, spoiler alert, um, it came down to Unica and Elliot with two T's and all of the girls in the pork chop lounge had to then vote to, I mean, eliminate one or the other. And unfortunately, Elliot with two T was sent home. And I say that with big air quotation sent home because what do we find out? He does not go home at all. Oh, what? And oh my God, the look on those winning queens face when yes. Elliot walks in there and they zoomed in on Tina saying, yes. I thought I sent your ass home. <laughs> I know. And it was awesome. And he, like he just skipped in there like he owned that workroom. It was just, I mean... I don't know, like, I dig it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, I think that it's just, 
what a great twist and what a great way to kind of just, you know, make it worth everyone's while that had to, I'm sure, quarantine to be on season 13 and that, you know, no one like just went home so quick. Like it was really good. And I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad. I'm happy with the twist. I know that there's been discussions on other forums and I saw on Twitter and just even on Instagram, like some people weren't happy with it because they did look at LAO2T's like he was undeserving. So what do you think, Miss Apocalypse? I love the entire thing. I thought I thought the way they built up the drama, the way especially Denali just went in there saying, you know, these are who should go home. Like she was so cutthroat. I just love it. I think it, I keep thinking back to when we were speculating prior to the premiere and saying, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like we're about to see two, the best of two seasons in one season. Yes. And I feel what I just could not get over was how much I felt like we were, we were so far into the season and kept having to remember we're just on episode two. I know. And the, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Just down to the expectations Mama Ru had for these queens as episode two choreographing their own dance numbers writing their own like oh. they had the music challenge their sec their first real challenge yeah that's nuts <laughs> it is crazy and the even to top that off not a single queen disappoint no. i mean we were watching this episode and i don't even know who i would have sent home like but you know and i just was thinking and thinking i'm like there is not a single weak queen that is on the winner challenge, including Miss Elliot with two T's. Um, so, like, I think that that's amazing. I think that that, I mean, I'm just so excited. I think it's going to be a great season. Um, I mean, Mama Ru has really set the bar high with this group. And what I really like about it is she, Mama Ru, that is, kind of, like, hints that there's more you know the way yes. that like we'll jump into the whole day you know the mini challenge right the day versus the night look and when that ended and the way that mama rue kind of got him was like well my car's here and just laughed oh my god i know <laughs> it the just was like okay what do we have like what's gonna happen like there's something there's something missing there's something happening behind the scenes and she just keep she just has this on her toes and we're just constantly guessing you know to just yeah, waiting to see what will happen next, what other twists and turns there will be. Um, I love, and I think it's so funny how they were already starting to um, have Elliot with two T's kind of be like the shitster, but then also with Candy Muse. Like, I just, I love it. I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, I think Candy Muse is hilarious. Um, more so just like when you see the feistiness, the fighter in her come out yes. with the shade. Oh, I just, I love it. Like, I think she, I'm, I'm excited to see how um, how she kind of progresses and how her character kind of continues on throughout the season. Well, and it, you bring up a good point. If this is going to be the theme where one, or the queens who lost are getting voted back in or however that plays out, I'm so excited because I think the shade, the drama is going to be so naturally there just from how that's set up. Yes. And it's going to be, it's a different type. It's a, it's a competitive drama it's not the petty things it's not like oh you took my wig you took my spot or i didn't like the way from our past it's yeah it's not like an aquaria versus a miss cracker exactly that's what i loved about it it was so much organic again that's the word that comes to my mind it's so organic and i i as we were talking i just thought of this it's so it's so much it built up on anticipation to the fact that i was thinking of how Mama Ru kept keeps us on our toes, but then how every single queen this week did something that was off brand. Showed up. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Olivia Lux, not competition, they thought, and girls showed up. We yes. saw Tina Burner completely separate from brand. Like, I ate my words with that. I mean, I thought Miss Tina Turner, or Tina Burner, oh my gosh, Tina Turner's amazing though. Miss Tina Burner, um, was always going to be just red, yellow, and orange. And I was just, I remember seeing the last episode. I was like, oh, I just, I can't wait to see if she could even pull off another look outside of that. And girl, did she show up. Like, I mean, I know we're totally jumping ahead to the runway look um, with her, but her Tin Man outfit wow. blew me away. I thought it was just so polished. 
And I love that she just still kept it consistent with her theme and with who she is as a queen without using red, yellow, and orange. It You're right. And I mean, and again, not to jump jump so much, but it was just, I, that's what sits with me from this episode was just how how professional and how much of a polished queen she really is. I mean, she she had her face still said Tina Burner, but her yes. outfit said Tin Man. And yes. the detail, the heart, yes. the purse, I was I was floored. I I if I had any doubt that she wasn't going to make it to the top, she's there. Yeah, I you know, I I had to swallow my words on that one. But let's kind of go back a little bit here. Let's yes. rewind. Um the day versus night look. I mean, we're not going to go through all of them because every single queen really blew us away. Except Candy. I'm yes. just going to throw okay. that out. You my favorite what? my favorite queen. I and, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was shady last week, so I guess we're going to move the shade hat over to Miss Apocalypse here today. Um, well, yeah, I agree, though. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Um, Candy Muse, let's just start off there. Like, what the hell were you thinking with your day look? I mean, very rarely do I find myself agreeing with Miss Michelle Visage, but I totally agree with her when she was critiquing Candy Muse. Like, that outfit did not look good on her. It, the material was too, it was like a flowy, but and yet it just like did not show off her body like I mean I just I she really did a disservice for herself in that look and the hair even just just yeah it just wasn't her best look and I based on that I would have had her at the bottom too by far I could not agree and like actually looking back I don't really think she nailed any look I did I was a fan of her of her singing one but then the choreograph the choreograph mishap was just it pulled too much focus. It you know, pulled focus. And Jamal even said it. I, You know what? I agree with that. And I completely forgot. I mean, because you're right. Her Candy's night look was just as the bad. Hole. There was a hole. There was a hole. <laughs> what is up with the hole? Hashtag hole? Question mark? I mean, was it a glory hole? Was it a... I mean, we all... I just... I don't know what she was thinking. And... You know, yeah, I agree. And then even, I will have to say, when I, thinking back on it, when we watched the episode, I wasn't very impressed with Candy Muse's outfit for the choreograph, um, for the dance. It just didn't, it looked really trashy. And... Absolutely. It was the best of the four outfits, I think, per episode, which isn't saying much. Her fembot... Mm. Really? I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I think the fembot was her best one. Really? I would disagree with you. I think her fan bot was the best one. I mean, come on, listeners, let us know what you think. But I mean, let me know if, or let us know if you guys agree with me or Miss Apocalypse here. But I, I think her fan box was um, the best one. I really do. I think that the whole Austin Powers look, the reveal underneath, I think that it just went with her body, her frame, like everything about it just looked polished and completed. The choreograph just looked cheap. Like, it just looked like she didn't really belong there. I, I would agree there. I have I definitely think she stood out not necessarily the best way inside the choreograph one. Her look, the blue hair is a little off, but I felt like that was very on-brand for who Candy Muse is as a New Yorker. Yeah. The I just couldn't get over the hair. I mean, let's... When we talk, right? When we talk about proportion, and not that that's everything... But Candy Muse is such a force. She is such a focus. Mm-hmm. Her hair was so flat. And I just, mm. I felt like if you were going to go for a 60s or period piece, such as an Austin Powers throwback, let's, why, why not do a beehive hair? Yeah. Why not do something a little to accentuate your form? That's true. That is true. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. But then I think you would have taken away from the outfit altogether, though. She has such a big hair. Um, and then it wouldn't be consistent with the theme, right? Like, she wouldn't have looked with consistent with the Austin Power look, you know, paying tribute to that. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. We'll definitely talk about the hair because that, you know, kind of gets us into what we wanted to discuss a little later in this episode. Um, so we'll hold that thought about the hair and the wig because we'll definitely have, you know, take some time to talk about that on this episode. Um, but, you know, Miss Apocalypse... Who were your top three looks then from both t- day and night? So 
all together, that whole mini challenge. I mean, who would you have picked as your top three? I It's so easy this week. Olivia Lux, number one. Mm. Got Mick, number two. And Elliot with two Ts. Her night look was so on brand for her Las Vegas performance with her brothel, lady of the night, yes. top hat, the oh. huge dress. I just... I loved it. I thought Lady she served Marmalade. it or Mar- like, so yeah, much. Moulin Rouge. That's all I think about when, yeah, I mean, I, it's surprising, um, that you and I probably in a very weird way that we both came to the same conclusion. It might be a full moon today. Probably not, but <laughs> it's very rare that we're going to be agreeing like this. Um, <laughs> but I do agree with you. I mean, Gottmik definitely, I think was a top contender, I mean, way to kick off that mini challenge. I mean, both the day look and the night look. I mean, that night look, oh my God, I want that dress. Like, it's something that I could totally take to out to, like, the bar or, like, you know, just a girl's night out. Or even, like, dress it up a little bit. Not even, like, that slit on the side of the leg. Gorgeous. Oh, I was just... Going, hold on here. I didn't even think Gottmik had legs because she's not very tall. I mean, compared to Olivia Lux, she's not very tall. But that dress, the way that it was cut, the way that she, she had She knows it, how to fit herself. Yes, she does. She really, really does. And I just, it was so perfect because, yeah, it just, she had the complete package. I think she knocked it out of the park. And then Miss Olivia Lux. I mean, I think you and I both agree. We... Um, termed her Miss Congeniality. Stunning. Be- yes. Um, she is my favorite. She reminds me of Miss Sandra Bullock, like from that movie, one of my favorite movies of all times. Um, but she's just a sweetheart. I'm rooting for her. I wasn't at first. I will have to admit, she was not one of my first picks. She didn't even make it to my top four from last week's prediction, um, or from my season's prediction, actually. But now I'm kind of regretting it because she showed up. Not all- Not only did she kill her mini challenge, um, then she goes and surprises us with saying, oh yeah, I just, you know, on the side here, write lyrics. What? I'm a composer. Hello? Like, oh my God. Okay. Way to drop like a bomb and like be like, surprise. Um, and then to like kill it, you know, just in the final walkway, like everything about her from just the little details, I think is what makes Olivia Lux kind of that like diamond in the rough. I'm going to say it now because I do think that she is going to end up top four probably. Um, if not, definitely top five. And I think it's going to be that small little detail, the attention to detail that she's going to bring out. Whether it be like the little mini purse that she brings or the old Hollywood glam that you would never expect. Um or just kind of like the little surprise to like, oh, hey, I can, you know, kill this challenge. But then everything else about her, it's like, I just want to like put her in a box, wrap her up and make her a little gift, like present her because she is like a present. Like she's just amazing. I love her. I love her. I love her. Absolutely. I could not agree anymore. She's just watching her and watching her smile, the way she carries herself. I underestimated her. I thought yes. she was, she was always my favorite. She was one of my favorites. Just. I thought her look was so cute, so polished, but I just didn't think she had a personality. Mm. And I loved that. I loved seeing when all the queens are talking about who their fiercest competition is. Everyone's saying Candy or Tina or no, Simone. No, and Got Muck. Got, got Muck. Yeah, Got Muck. They actually got, had Got Muck and then they yes. had Tina. Yep, yep. And then to just see Olivia say, without without calling shade on it, saying, oh, they don't think I'm a comp- or I'm I'm competition. And mm-hmm. then to see her without bragging, without fighting, saying, you know, I'll just step up. And we saw the same thing from Elliot with two T's saying, yes. you know what? You guys want to count me out? I'll, I'll show you up. Yes. And I mean, we saw that precisely from the moment that they did the choreograph and just how much like she kept her mouth shut, didn't, wasn't going to step on anyone's toes. And then um, ultimately, just when her solo came, killed it. As a, you know, having a dance background, I mean, she stood out. She was on point. She was clean. She knew her move. She had the confidence. And then it was like, just like Jamal was saying, 
it was like waiting for like that bull waiting for that pen to open because then yes. as soon as it happened it was like bitch please step it over step outside let me show you what a true dancer can do and she did and she just knocked it out of the park and she showed the other queens that you know what she deserves to be amongst them even though she didn't win the lip sync challenge so yes i agree i mean i am just blown away now do we agree that simone won was like the best like the week i i do i do i think i think what was and i didn't think it at first but the more i think about it simone knew what those other girls were gonna do i think and she said cool we're gonna do a classy high couture comedy look Yes. And it was. She had the attitude, the way she she mean mugged the judges up yes. there. She works the runway. No other queen yeah. in this season, I think, works a runway like Simone. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. We saw it in the lip sync even when she was or when she was dancing, the performance part. Yes, she remember yes. it was her turn. It was she, Jamal, I think, pointed out is silent, and then as soon as it was her turn, faces camera, walks, and it was Simone. It was a Simone yes, show. It was, you know, and I agree, like I kept thinking as I watched the lip sync challenge between Olivia Lux and Simone, and I was like, okay, I love the fact that Olivia was really given it to the lyrics. She really had moves for every single thing that was being said and trying to play to the song. Um, and I love the song. I mean, it's just an amazing song, great um, selection. But what Simone has, that it factor, you just can't compare. You, I mean, it's just, yeah. And I think what also really blew me away about Simone is her decision to come out for her runaway look um, as a boxer. And what it reminded me of when I saw her was when Shay for the Snatch Challenge came out as Flava Flav. Yes. Right? Yes. Like playing to that oh stereotype. Gosh. And then more importantly, way to just empower women like i i love it having a daughter um it's just so ironic because um you know she's only 18 months so not really talking or anything like that but um my husband and i were just having a discussion about just her wrestling and her boxing because we just are huge into wrestling and combat sport like ufc and whatnot and it's just funny because I was saying to her how like, you know, baby girl, you are going to learn that whatever boys can do, girls can do, and even sometimes better. And the fact that Simone came out um, as a boxer in her drag and just had that look, killed that look. And then just, yeah, I mean, I just, I love it. I just, I love it. Absolutely. I think, and again, the way she carries herself, she just has so much confidence. Yes, but not cocky confidence. No. And then we have the opposite end of the spectrum, our personal favorite, Gottmik, and uh, her lack of confidence yes, in some parts of it. Uh, I gotta say, though, the lack of confidence, I love it because Michelle and Ross nailed it on the head. She has everything yes. to make a champion queen. Yes. And it's this is a this is a refining. This yes. is where yes. we get to yes. see Gottmik become the her, next level yeah and i think it comes a little bit with her transition right yes. and i think she touched upon that during the episode and you know i'm interested to find out from our transgender community listeners um just you know whether or not they've experienced the same thing as Gottmik did you know and as she talks about during that episode just kind of like feeling like she was over the anxiety part but as soon as it came out um during her song and during her lyrics um, she was just overwhelmed beside herself. I mean, we saw it as she was trying to learn the choreo. Um, and so it would be really interesting. I really, I'm, I like how they're just kind of, the producers are just kind of like sprinkling it in every here and there. You know, we had a little bit of it um, talked about in the first episode, a little bit more in the second. I mean, I'm just really curious as to see how her story develops and then also as how Gottmik becomes who I truly believe to be the winner and the legend that the I superstar. think she... Yeah, the superstar. The queen of all queens. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. I, I agree. I think the I think the way that this episode really framed Gottmik's story was very refreshing. It mm-hmm. was... We got to see her be so vulnerable yes. and, and worried about, you know, having her gender dysphoria again. And so far afterwards, 
It's also really cool during the evening challenge, see her embrace her, you know, since she had her top surgery saying, I love flashing my chest since I got my top surgery. Yeah. So we do get that sprinkling of, you know, where she's at now, but where she's still going to grow as a queen. And I was almost in tears seeing her open up to Olivia and oh, Olivia I to know. support her and actually all the queens. I mean, no I love shaded. none of the queens brought, they looked at Gami like, okay, do you do work now yeah. like, let's kick it yeah exactly i agree and i think she's gonna bring a different perspective which we've already seen on the run right so much because i think maybe that is why she knows how to dress herself and how she knows how to frame herself i will say you know you talked about the whole gottman getting her top surgery and just kind of like the you know feeling so empowered by it yes. um i love that and it kind of just you know for all those that are kind of in the street community like myself um it reminds me a little bit and it kind of makes me you know I kind of thought about this afterwards was that you know right now there's been a huge movement with the breast implant illness and getting the breast implants out you know and we saw that with Chrissy Teigen and we've seen that with a lot of other um, celebrities talk about it and it is becoming such a real thing um and you know, I'm all about transparency, you know, with our listeners. And it's definitely something that I personally have thought about a lot. Um, and also having, you know, my baby chops, you know, as she's growing up and having her embrace her body. Um, so I think it's really cool. It's a really interesting concept. Maybe something we might explore in another episode. I don't know. I mean, you guys let us know. Is that something you guys want to hear us talk about? If it is, you know, comment, like, um, shoot us a message. But I just thought that that was a really cool parallel to see, you know, her Gottmik talk about just how just confident and how happy and excited she is to just, I mean, granted, we understand. I mean, that's part of the trans process, right? So, of course, that is a huge step. But if we did it on the flip side for someone who is straight, going from, you know, not having boobs to then getting the implants and then going back and not having them, I mean... Um, I remember when I got my implants in, granted, you know, I had to get mine partly due to medical reasons and the other part aesthetics. Um, but yeah, like I'm interested, I don't know if you guys are interested, let us know. We might talk about it in a future episode. Um, but back to the main thing. Absolutely. I think Godmik's story has so much potential. I think it's such a great platform. I'm just kudos to the RuPaul Nation, like, um, and Mama Ru and just, World of Wonder, VH1, all of them behind the drag race franchise for seeing the potential and just taking that chance and putting her on the the season. I love it. I love it. And I love that I really genuinely get the feeling that they let Gottmik do it at her pace. Yeah. And actually the whole season I feel like is like that. Whereas the other seasons it kind of felt like and I mean, we heard it from other from queens who've been on there. They've said it, right? But yeah. where they felt very coerced, like, oh, cracker, talk about your childhood, mm-hmm. and then it feels yes. very forced. Whereas this one yeah. felt so organic. It was Gottmik who she said, "I didn't even know I put that in my lyric until mm-hmm. I didn't know everyone's going to be hearing it in their inner earpiece." Yes. And it's like. It was a raw emotion. We saw Gottmik freeze up. We saw the rest of the queens struggle with choreography. It was just such a vulnerable... Mm-hmm. It, it was an equal parts vulnerability. And then we saw that empowerment. We yes. saw each queen shine somewhere. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. We I saw totally Lala agree. Ree, Lala Lala Ree kick yes. it in her lip sync again. Oh, but then yes. show her vulnerability as the choreography saying, I don't know what these queens are doing. And I yeah. don't know what... None of us are doing it yeah. right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I love it. I think, yeah. I mean... And you know what's crazy, Miss Apocalypse? What is it? This is only half of the cast. This is only half. I had to keep thinking of that. I kept, like, again. Right? I feel like we are in the end of the season already. And it's season episode two. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. So, I mean, I think we really just nailed it on just episode two. I think that it's just so exciting to see how the season started and how, where we are right now. And then where we're going to be. I mean, I'm excited to see what um, episode three has in store for us. Um, yeah. Final thoughts on the judges. Me and you, I know me and you both agree on this because we both said at the same time, there's no way they're going to eliminate one. And I, I was so happy that yes. the, that Ruth, Mama Ruth said the same thing. She's like, you guys all brought it. Yeah, you guys <laughs> are all winners. And maybe, you know what? 
who cares? We need some feel good shit. Yes. After 2020, I want some good positivity. Like, that's what 2021 should be all about, right? Yes. Out with the bad, in with the good. So, out with the losers. Let's all be winners. I agree with Mama Rue. I like it. I'm excited to see what will continue to happen. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let's just, you know, let's just wait and see what episode three has in store. Because I'm hoping maybe we'll take another peek at the Porktop Lounge ladies and queens um, and see what they're up to. And maybe if they're going to be put on the same challenge. Are they, like, what is, what's going on? Because we see them hit the stage. We see them hit we the do. runway in the preview. We do. And we do see them hit some choreo, too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious. And so I'm excited. It's so refreshing. I haven't felt this excited about a season of Drag Race I think, honestly, since maybe season 11, maybe 10 even. Like, yeah. this is just... But those ones were different. This one just feels very much like I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I don't know what the next challenge is going to be. I don't know who's going to mm-hmm. kill what. Usually you can kind of peg the queens when they get into the workroom. Which one's a singer? Which one's a dancer? Which one's a yeah. looks queen? Which one's a pageant queen? Yes. Which one's a kooky one? You can pit this one. They're all... They have everything. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I both said it while we were watching it. I mean, maybe you said it and I'm just stealing it for right now. But, like, I feel like every single queen um, that we saw in episode two can go up against every single winner of all the past um, seasons and all-stars and really stand their heels. 100%. And they would be fine. And if not, they might even outshine our past winners. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we're going to get some, I don't know, competition of all the winners um, coming back aside from, you know, and that's different from the all-star seasons that we've seen. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just saying this group of queens this season is fierce. They're strong. They're confident. They got story and I like it. Agree. Could not agree more. I'm here for every queen continuously. Um, I just, I cannot, cannot keep waiting every week. I just want to watch all of them. I want to see what happens. I want to figure out what the big, because you know Mama Rue is going to do about what, episode six or eight is going to do. Oh, by the way, queens. Dun, dun, dun. And we're going to get something that's even more shocking, but I don't I know. know what that could be. I know. I don't know either. I don't know. So maybe aside from all the excitement, let's kind of turn things around and talk about some excitement in our lives um, because I think that it'd be cool to kind of share with our listeners, um, a, you know, a different side of what this podcast about. You know, we talked about it. Um, in our first episode, yes, we're celebrating and we're going to be untucking the weekly episodes of Dragway season 13 and then just celebrating all things drag. But aside from that, I think something's really unique about our, I would say, our um, our podcast is that we have our very own Miss Apocalypse who is starting her drag journey um, and it's going to be cool to kind of touch about, talk about that a little bit, touch about it. Oh my god. Um girl, you can pay me to touch. Hey. Dollar dollar bills. Um and so I'm ex- you know, I think that's something that's going to be really cool and I think you know, we'll definitely kind of just, you know, kind of talk about it every now and then. And so I think this past week we did something really exciting and fun or you did kind of and I think we should just kind of jump right into it. So share away Miss Apocalypse. So first of all, yes, first of all I want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out who's watched our tiktok watched our instagram yes, started thank following you. us Kisses everything everyone. i mean I, I we can own up we had some technical difficulties some glitches working out um we want to get this episode out yes the first one that that was our mission we underestimated that whole thing oh yeah did we ever we got it out though we got it out we right did. we did we got that out and I felt so refreshed and so, a lot of our followers, we started watching videos that you guys have been posting, some of our drag fans or followers and I, as a Miss Apocalypse, as someone who is just starting this journey, I am so inspired. Yeah. And I know me and Chopsticks both are. We, in fact, getting ready for this episode, 
we we were able we went we picked went wig shopping went yeah. makeup shopping tried some tips that some of you queens have put out there on social media yes and continue please please do it please keep putting out content we love it and you know we just we we watch it we we see you we see you even if you don't think we do we do and we love it we are here for all of you guys and we just want to keep it going. It's exciting for us because we get to try something new. Yeah. You guys absolutely. get to see something new, hopefully, or get a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so a couple things that I started working on this week. I want to give a couple shout outs. I want to give a shout out to oh, I'm gonna forget what's the name? Planet Pepper. Um, from Etsy store. I think a lot of our queens know yes. it. Yes. They make custom pads, hip pads, everything. Um, I got my custom order and I gotta say if anyone, regardless where you're at in your journey, reach out to them. They are one of the greatest stores. They take the extra step to talk to you, to say, what's your, you know, get your actual measurement. What do you mm-hmm. want to look like? Do you want to look like Nina Bonina Brown? Do you want to look more feminine? What do you, And he really gets the time to know you. Yeah. Custom makes them. They fit like a glove. No more putting pads all up in those tights and pulling them up layer and layer this is the most comfortable most breathable machine washable everything i love it that's cool and i thought you know what you told me that i thought was really cool was that didn't he also make recommendations to adjust some of the measurements to make sure that you are proportionate to how you want that final look to be like i think that's really sweet like i mean i wish as women and that's you know going into any store that we would have a seamstress or a sales rep that's gonna be like uh 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 girl (laughs) that doesn't look good for your hips or your ass or your tits or the lack thereof like I wish exactly and that's what I I would appreciate I did appreciate that because I had said that to to them in a message I said I I want to be proportionate but I also want to be loud and you know I owned up I have broad shoulders I'm very tall everything and I love that embrace it and yeah the way he said it too was just so kind it was first of all as much as we love proportions, we're here for you. If you want to look like this, and she, he worked with me, he said, give me this measurement, give me this measurement, give me this. I didn't know I was paying for custom ones. And I got a custom That's pair so of pads. Cool. Yeah, and we should know, we are not sponsored by them at no. all. This is just simply our review, our comments, our feedback. Hopefully, we can provide some information to help you know one of our listeners or multiple listeners um in their journey or in their you know or if you even take the first step to starting yes. it i mean i i'm sure i mean i've known miss apocalypse for a few years now so it, this is something that's been brewing for a while and it takes a huge step to kind of that first step you know it, it's a bold move and so yeah you know just so our listeners know we're not paid this isn't a paid ad um this is our genuine or i should say not ours because i'm not really getting pads which by the way might be cool i don't know we'll think about that but it's miss apocalypse genuine you know review of these products um and all i can only provide input on is how they look on her i haven't seen them on her quite yet but i have heard about the process um extensively and i've been really impressed with it too and i'm not even the customer so cool like kudos to them shout out to them what are they called again and where can they find them i believe them? it's planet pepper okay if and we're wrong we'll correct that we'll correct it yes uh they're on etsy they have a website that's um, awesome it's yes we'll post it in the episode notes okay. i want to give them a shout out because they they deserve it they're yes. fantastic and second then, of all yep. second well so actually just let me finish up too really quick so we also did um one thing that me and the chopsticks were talking about is possibly creating some actual looks and yes. we had brainstormed maybe following what the competition's doing if if the season 13 shows that you know let's do this as a look or yes, this as yes, one yes yes let's recreate it and so we might do some of those in the future so i did yeah. order a couple fabrics from etsy again mm-hmm. let's support our small businesses let's support yes, our queer own businesses like let's help each other out lastly we went wig shopping and chopsticks. Let's talk about our hair. <laughs> yes, I hope we will put some videos out um, on TikTok on our Instagram feed. Um, maybe we might do a YouTube. We'll see how you know adventurous we get with this whole technologies. Computers kind of scare me, um, so we'll see. But. Um, you know, we did go wig shopping and you will see our fabulous wigs on this week's episode and hopefully on future episodes. Um, and it was so 
fun. Oh my goodness. Ladies and gents and people of all kind, um, if you want to just see what you look like and be someone different for even just five seconds, walk into a wig store. Go to wig stop. Wig shop. <laughs> yes, wig shop. Hashtag, please. Because we went to Merle Norman. Am I pronouncing it right? Merle Norman. Merle Norman, who I we never heard of before. I mean, I haven't at least. I'll be honest, guys. I haven't. They were just always at shop in the mall. Walked past them a couple times on my way to somewhere else. Thought it was cool. Saw some wigs. Never really thought anything of it. Started this podcast and I was saying Timis Apocalypse. I need a wig. Like, I need something different. And so we just happened to go in to it um, this week. And it was so fun. I mean, we kept all of our social distancing. We all had our mask on. Um, and, but yeah, like, I think I tried on, like, four different wigs. And every wig I put on was just a different look. Gave me a different Feel, whether it was sexy and classy or some k-pop or c-pop or just flat out boring like i mean so you name fun. it it was so fun i would say it is so much more fun than even going window shopping so if you're just feeling kind of down you know just with the whole pandemic depression pandemic blues covid blues get yourself out there if you can and just go wig shopping and put on a wig and just have some fun and look in the mirror and just just imagine just dream let's yeah so much fun we we had such a blast it was so needed and like like chopsticks did i cannot wait for everyone to see it hopefully guys don't read us to filth but yeah if you do, we're here to take it, yep, right? Yep, we're here. I mean, you got to let those negative energy release somewhere. And if we can be that punching bag and that will make you happier for a couple minutes, fine. Why not? You know, we got some thick skin. Um, but, you know, what are some things that I think we should kind of just give a little bit of our feedback and our critique about wigs? Like, I think we both had some pretty cool experiences with it. And I know me personally, if I could give anyone any advice about it, is don't be afraid to try something that's... The most wild one. Yeah. Like, the one that you think that you're like, ugh, like, that's a must. Go put that wig on because, girl, uh, you will be surprised. And so, I think, yeah, going in with an open mind is, like, I would say my number one tip um, or yes. to all of our listeners um, and potential wiggers. Um, what would you say, Miss Apocalypse? I agree. I would piggyback off of that and say, don't go in there with ex- expectations and don't go in there expecting a look. Yes, I, I agree. Like, I 100% went in there to support you. Yes. I thought I had some wigs. Yes. And just looking at them, I was, I started thinking, oh, I could go a short one. I could do this long one. I could do this color. I, Straight, curly. I got 50, so much 60, inspiration. 70s. Yeah. And what I like about it is they even have the makeup there. They do their own makeup. Yep. And you could really create a few looks in there. Take the time. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where we went to, you know, we were blessed. We had one of the greatest. Yes. Shout out to Kelsey. Yes. Shout out to Kelsey at the, um, at the, so at the store, she's amazing as the manager, but you know, you talked about you, how you had many different wigs and I think it'd be cool for our listeners to know, like the quality, right? I'll say like we spent at least, I mean, the wig that I ended up getting came up to $180. It was buy one, get one 50% off. So luckily we both got one. Um, but like 180, like average, I mean, what, what do we have for our viewers that might not want to be able to spend that much given this, you know, just given our current economic, um, situation. I mean, I know Miss Apocalypse, you bought a couple few ways that weren't as pricey. What are your experiences off, for that off of Amazon, right? A few of them. I went through, uh, Wigs and Grace. I highly recommend them. Those are, those are your prime drag performance wigs. They're all lace front. They have a couple different ones. You can get fully styled ones. Um, very great. Re- about the same price, but average about two hundred bucks. Okay. One fifty to two hundred, depending on the length. You know, yep. all that. If they're styled, not styled, um, etc. Looking on Etsy and some of our followers, you know, I've seen some killer wig wig shops, mm-hmm. yes, and we're looking time. at you know two fifty three hundred. Yeah. Forum. What about our lower price range? Like I know on Amazon, there's some that are like yes. in the 70s, 80s. 
I personally never ordered any from Amazon, but I did get some from Party City. I've done She's the Party City. Queen. Yes, I am the Party City <laughs> Queen. We're moving on up, you guys, from Party City to Merrill Norman. Like this is Miss a, Miss Chopsticks is moving up the ladder um, in the wig department. So you know, bear with me. But yeah, like the Party City. You know, if you need something quick and you don't really care about having a little like streamer like feeling hair and in your mouth and all that jazz um if you're into it kudos to you i mean no shade whatsoever but i mean they're definitely your lowest quality cheap quick i mean i we just i was able to walk in the store and grab one just off the shelf um but yeah like what has your experience been with the amazon ones so the it varies, right? A lot of them are. I think. Uh, I think most queens too have at least one Amazon wig, and it's that one wig that you don't want to ever separate from. <laughs> but you're also not going to parade it around because you know. And yes, yes. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know, and but I gotta say I appreciate them because there's something about getting a cheaper wig. You know, it has its downfalls, but at least you can glue it if you forget to clean it. You're out a couple, true, couple bucks. True, true. These high, the higher end wigs, you know, you style it. You want to make sure you take care of it. And yes. I'm thinking, you know, post pandemic, if we, if if Miss Apocalypse get or Apocalypse and the Chopsticks go out on a little tour, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do the most expensive hair right away because I don't can't guarantee it's not gonna get trashed and I don't got the money. <laughs> I'm a broke one. I'm a broke queen. I can't get get all these real wigs. I'm not Naomi. <laughs> uh, I oh my god, we don't even go there. But I mean, yeah, whoever you know, if we have any vendors that are wig providers or Etsy owners that want to sponsor two queens that are clearly you know moving their way up. I mean, come on, we got the Party City Queen over here, um, and then the broke ass one sitting beside me who's on her journey. Um, I mean, hit us up. Or if you want to educate us and school us, because we don't know shit about no, wigs. No, we're, we're still <laughs> learning. This is the whole learning process. Like, I really will say that our podcast kind of reminds me of the show Two Broke Girls, because I kind of feel that way <laughs> at times when we're going through this journey, especially me. But you know what? I hope it provides you guys a little different perspective. I hope it gives you guys a little bit of comic relief for the hour that you guys listen to us and the various other minutes and hours that you guys see us on our social media platform. But yeah, I mean, I think the wig thing was really fun and I I really enjoyed it. It was just a really nice feel good, you know, 30 minutes in there. I don't know, maybe longer, but um, I will say that, yeah, we definitely have some really cool recommendations for places to go check out for yes. our listeners. We'll make sure we put that in our episode notes um, on our Instagram, um, you know, maybe even do it on our TikTok, whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think that that's wigs i think are really important hair is really important it can really make or break um your look and so i thought it was a cool thing for us to check that out to do it together for you to you know just kind of add it to your collection um and then see what you end up doing with that wig for your look i uh, i agree i think that was such a perfect way to wrap that up um as we as we get ready to wind down here i did want to you know we post on our TikTok, um, but I do want to say again, we have season two of UK Drag Race yes, starting yes, this week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Thursday, I believe. And, you know, let us know. Let us know if you think it'd be fun. I think we might. I think I think Miss Apocalypse and Chopsticks might kiki a little bit on Instagram <laughs> Live and watch a little bit of it. Yes. Maybe if we have a viewing party. Let us know if you want to watch it. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch UK. Yeah. I mean, to all our UK followers... I mean, hello to you guys. Thank you for following us. We're super excited that you guys have a drag show, a drag like a drag race season. Um, and we're excited to see the competition. I actually will say that I did peek on a few of the profiles of the queens that are going to be on there. And it's looking... Stunning. Yeah, they are all really stunning. And what I love the most about it, and I mean, I know we're winding down, so let's not start a new topic. But I will leave on the note that I like the different perspective that they bring in comparison to our U.S. drag community. Yes. Um, so I think that's going to be a really cool thing. And maybe we'll just do like a compare and contrast. I don't know. Like, you know, just leave us some notes. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys are liking so far. What are you guys not liking? 
do you guys want to hear more about Miss Apocalypse drag journey? Do you want to hear more about my boring life or what it is about raising little mini chops or baby chops? I haven't figured out the name for my daughter yet. But either way, you know, just let us know because we're just here to be a little bit a part of your journey, a part of your lives, and we're excited and we just want to celebrate all things drag and spread some love. Yes, I agree. I think that's perfect wrap up. Um, again, if you guys want to, and if, if you follow us, if we jump on live, jump on there. If we would love to just kiki with you guys and just let's yes. let's talk. Let's just let's geek out let's get crazy with it um let's drag out yes and if any of our queens i'm gonna throw this out there me and chopsticks had talked about this originally if we have any queens out there who really want to showcase themselves to any kind of audience let us know we would love to go live with you and broadcast maybe a lip sync or two let us know yes and you know what we also are planning on doing a death drop top 10 youtube yes. video so if you guys have any suggestions as to like who you guys think are a must on there let us know because we definitely want to know what you guys think we obviously have our opinion of what are the top 10s are so you know maybe we might stir some you know stir the pot a little bit with some of our top 10 um yes you know picks but yeah let us know because we might throw that in there here in the next coming week so stay tuned but until next week it is chopsticks and this is Miss Apocalypse signing off. Goodbye.